Time now for the Josh Belcher Experience Podcast, the podcast that is unique just like all the others you listen to. The only thing that truly sets this one apart is your host has an ADHD-driven mind with a splash of bipolar tendencies. Now sit back, relax, put on your safety harness, and let's get this party started. Special thanks to EJ for that fantastic introduction. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Josh Belcher. First on deck is Nine North Records label group artist, Alyssa Lynn, brand new country singing sensation, discussing something really cool she's got going on here in Middle Tennessee that you won't want to miss. So let's get going. Okay, so we got rising country star Alyssa Lynn on the phone with us. Thank you for speaking with us, first of all. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm fantastic. I just saw that you were headlining the uh, TriStar Ashland City um, 4th Annual Harvest Festival. Is that right? Yes. Did I say it right? Tell yes. us about it. Tell us about what's going on. Yeah, so um, this is the, the 4th Annual Festival, and there's uh, music and games and booths and all kinds of stuff. Um going on and it's uh, October 26th from 11 to 4 and there's going to be music played out played throughout the whole day and um, it's a charity to raise money um, for the Cheatham County Safe Haven. Oh wow that's very cool very cool indeed yeah and then I saw um, also you're fresh off a radio tour you've been going all over the place huh you've been very busy very. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, have you hit a lot of states, or, or where all have you been? Um, I've done Alabama, Tennessee, Kentucky, Missouri, Arkansas, and Illinois just this past time. <laughs> wow, you are you are getting a lot of miles under you. That's awesome. Yes. Um, one thing I really enjoyed is this latest single, uh, "Do It for a Boy." It's it's very well written. Uh, it's kind of a deep song. I mean, did you pen this yourself? I did. Wow, good for you. Tell us about it. Yeah, so uh, Do It For A Boy um, is a really special song that I have. Um, it's on my EP, My Home, and I uh, wanted to write the song to empower people um, of all ages mm-hmm. and every anyone uh, to be themselves and to not change for anyone. So, because it's never fun, and then you learn the hard way. Yeah, I hear you. Well, it, it's just, uh, it, it's well written, like you, you know, not Thank just you. as an artist, but, but the in-depth part of it. I was thinking kind of like a, kind of like a new uh, Taylor Swift, since she's went to pop, I guess you're going to take her place now. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to try. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're doing good so far. Um, So, uh, tell us right quick, uh, one more question for you. Your social media is how do we find out about you and learn more about what you got going on? So, I make it super simple. My website is alyssalinmusic.com, and all my social media links are in the top right-hand corner, so it's very easy to get to. Hey, you can't beat that. Now, uh, with a name like Alyssa Lynn, is, are we related to uh, Loretta Lynn and all that crew? I'm not, sadly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, are, and how did you get, how did you, I thought you, something about links with Pam Tillis. How did you get linked up with Pam Tillis? Yeah, I met her um, 
through some other friends um, in Nashville and kind of made the connection and um, started working with her a little bit. So it's been fun. Yeah, Yeah, she's she's quite a singer in her own right. Well, big thanks for you. Can't wait to check you out at this headline show. Maybe uh, get an autograph from you when you get done, huh? Yes. (laughs) All right. Well, safe travels. Thank you for taking the time to get on a podcast since you've done all this radio. And thank um, you so much. We'll we'll see you at the show. You have a good one. Awesome. Thank you. You too. Bye. Bye. This week on the podcast, we have stand-up comedian, speech impediment man. That's Jeff Pine's alter ego. Jeff is a regular on the Howard Stern radio show. Did a stroll down memory lane with him, as back in the day when I attempted stand-up comedy, Jeff would headline a lot of the shows I performed at here in Middle Tennessee, where he used to live. Caught up with him, seeing what he's doing now, uh, what he's doing on the comedy circuit, and just catching up and uh, reliving good times. That's next on the Josh Belcher Experience Podcast. Uh, Mr. Jeff Pines, also known as Speech Impediment Man, uh, calling all the way from California. How are you this evening, sir? And first of all, thank you for uh, taking the time. Great. No problem. I remember I used to do comedy with you and... Tennessee, and you were always the nice guy, and I had a good time performing in Tennessee. Yeah, you you were brilliant. I mean, I'm not going to give away any of your show, but, like, the surprise element to it was probably some of the best live comedy I've ever seen up close. And, uh, you know, through social media, seeing you on Twitter, glad that you're still doing it. Uh, What's been going on in your life? Give us a little uh, detail. Are you still... uh, Hanging out with old Howard Stern? Well, yeah. Um, Howard was just out here in L.A. He opened up the XM Series Studios in L.A. So um, I was up there all three days, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. And I hung out at the hotel with all the... uh, Stern staff, Ronnie, Shuley, uh, J.D., Richard, Sal, wow. and the guys. Yeah, that's so awesome. And you've been a fixture on his show for years now. I mean, you're like a part of the family by now, huh? Right, right, right. Uh, Howard definitely helped me out. It changed my life and stuff. I mean, people always ask me what I like about Howard, and I'm like... Anyone who introduces me to strippers and porno stars and puts me on TV is okay in my book. That's it. There you go. You haven't lived till you thrown baloney at a stripper's ass. Uh, you know what? And only a handful of people uh, other than rock stars have done it, and you're one of them. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. So um, I saw a little bit. Now, are you hosting a radio show now or a podcast of your own? What's going on with that? Well, I did have a podcast on the Gonzo Podcast Network called The House of Speech. Uh-huh. Um, I'm going to be doing that. That's going to be coming back later, probably early next year. Uh, but right now I'm just um, doing a lot of my friends uh, podcast like Steve Grillo, who used to be an intern for Howard on 
fellow chats and um on from Elwood he called into the Howard Stern show and um I called in the compound media in New York. Um just trying to keep my name alive. I hear you. Well it, it's it's going it's it's still going. Like I said, I was so excited to to see you talking to her. I was like, there he is. And then, um, so you, you're still hitting the stand-up scene? Are you still touring around with that, hitting the clubs and Yeah, all we're hitting that stand-up scene. Um, I'm going to be at the Ha Ha Cafe in uh, L.A. Um, next Tuesday. And then uh, I'm going to be doing the Newport stand-up comedy Friday night. And then my buddy uh, Shuley's going to be coming out here in December, and I'm going to be doing a couple shows with him. Wow, you are you are the big times. You're you you totally outgrew the little uh, community we had here in Middle Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> well, I it sounds bigger than I am. I'm just kind of writing a lot of coattails of my buddy from the Stern Show, but I'm slowly working it. I'm trying to get up there doing the best I can. Uh, Nashville stand-up was awful good for me. Um, Do you ever see uh, Monty Mitchell around? He was one of my favorites. Uh, he was. He was so brilliant. Um, last time I heard from him, he was doing a, a, a dual show there at Zany's. Um, and if if I can recall, I believe he opens for Cletus T. Judd. Right. Been on the road with him, yeah. Right. I was just going to bring that up because um, I remember we did a show at Zany's and Cletus were there. And I know Marnie had opened for him a couple times. Yeah. And, yeah, Cletus is a good guy, and Marnie was always one of my favorites. Uh, when you see him, tell him I said hi. Absolutely, yeah. He, I always thought he was brilliant as far as, like, a, a local guy. And then, um, you know, right now uh, there's, a, there's a new heavy hitter in town. He's kind of making his way up to the charge. I don't know if you ever dealt with him, but... Did you ever uh, do anything with Dusty Slay? Uh, no, I didn't. I I'm not familiar with who that is. Yeah, he um he kind of came after I did my stand. You'd probably moved by then, but moved uh, I believe from South Carolina, and he's he's done Jimmy Kimmel and uh, uh, Jimmy oh, Fallon. Really? He's been on the opera. Yeah, he's he's blowing up pretty good. You might okay. want to check him out. Now, uh, is Chad Ryder still there? Yeah, as far as I know, he's still doing the his the website, and then um, the the other thing a lot of people talk about he does is that uh, he does that marathon that every year they break the world record for most stand up comedy in like a, a week period, like they have it running constantly for twenty four hours or something like that. Right, right. Which is a lot of comedy if you think about it. Well, that's good. <laughs> There was another guy, um, one of my favorites, um, well, uh, Justin Case. Yeah, I don't know if I know him. His name was Justin? Yeah, Case. Yeah, I don't or, know if I... Or maybe it was Jeremy Case. 
Jeremy Keith, I believe. Yeah. Uh, uh, but he was really funny, too. Well, that is too cool. Well, uh, another thing I remember about you, because uh, even back then they were whooping my team, and they still are now. Are you still the world's largest Vikings fan? Uh, yes, I am. I go up to a Viking game every year. Uh, I got my tickets for December 8th. We're going to be playing the Detroit Lions up there. All and right. then the following week when I come home, uh, they're going to be cha- playing the Chargers out here uh, uh-huh. December 15th. So I'm going to that game too. Yeah, and, and I have a big brick out in front of the stadium that says Skull Vikings Purple Pride Speech Impediment Man. How cool is that? Yeah, you invested. <laughs> they'll, yep. you, you they'll have to have you for like a uh, one of the team events where you can get up there and do stand-up for them. Yeah, yeah. I'm hoping to. Yeah, that would be so groovy. But, um, uh, another thing uh, for people that are wanting to get to know you or check out your stand-up, uh, can you tell everybody a little bit about it and then also where they can find you as far as on social media and everything? Well, just uh, go to YouTube and put in Speech Impediment, man, and I have a bunch of YouTube. Yeah. In fact, uh, one of them is that Zanies. Um, a lot of my comedy just comes from real life. I mean, because of my speech impediment, um, sometimes I do bars and the bartender won't serve me because they think I'm drunk already. Oh, my gosh. And stuff like that. I mean, yeah. I've been pulled over by cops and because the, the way I speak, they think I'm drunk and stuff. And I'm kind of uncoordinated, so they give you the test, and I can't really do that. So the only way I can prove it is, like, uh, have them flash a flashlight in my eye yeah. and stuff. But wow. um, I don't know. I mean, uh, life that has a lot of comedy in it, and uh, some things you just got to laugh at and stuff i mean um yeah i mean God. well you like i said you always made an impression on me because you just naturally had the gift like it was so funny to watch you every time you performed and just you would just take the 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 crowd by storm like everybody wanted to go ahead of you they definitely didn't want to follow you i just remember that <laughs> well thank you um but i will tell you i mean comedy is a lot of work, as you know. Um, it takes a good year or two to just feel comfortable on the stage, at talking to people. Um, if you're first starting out, I would recommend going somewhere where you don't know anyone. Because, I mean, if you're, like, performing in front of your friends, and people you know, I mean, you're always nervous because you're like, well, I need to make Jim laugh or whatever. I mean, if you're like performing in front of people you don't care, then I mean, you kind of just throw it out there and 
basically that's what comedy should be. I mean, you should be free and just kind of throw it out there and uh, take a chance. And heck, even I've done bits that don't work. And the thing is, I mean, you need to kind of acknowledge if it doesn't work and let the audience know that you're human and you messed up. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And just roll with the punches. That's the biggest thing is like, because when you get on stage from what I remember is that it's a lot of ego because obviously you have to have a certain kind of mentality to think, Hey, I can get up here. I'm funny enough to deliver jokes to strangers. And when, when, yeah, go ahead. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It takes a good year or two just to feel comfortable. And oh, yeah, no I doubt. mean, comedians, we all got to have a little swagger. We're like, we're not afraid to fail. Yeah. I mean, yes. I mean, if if you're timid, I mean, comedy is not for you. It takes a while to, you've got to be outgoing and, yeah, not be afraid to fail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's for sure. you got to be, because, like, when you do bomb, it, it, it can be horrifying, especially if it's something you've written you thought was going to be delivered smooth and then you just get that, that quiet, just... Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's why, I mean... I don't know. For me, I always go up and have uh, know what I'm going to say, but I also try and have a backup plan because, like, not every crowd is the same. What works one night may not work the other, and if it doesn't work, like I say, the best thing is to roll with it and and um, just uh, let it flow and uh, get the audience involved. Yeah, right on. That's no, no more brilliant, true words have been spoken. Um, uh, now with that, uh, I'm going to tie into something else. Do you do you make the rounds like at the comedy store and all those local places? Are you are you a fixture there yet? Uh, well, I'm I'm working at it. I I go to the comedy store. As much as I can, um, I go to Laugh Factory. Um, I try and go wherever I can. I work in uh, Orange County. I mean, I'm not. I I do make some money, but um, I don't make enough where I could quit my full time job. I hear you. Um, but um, comedy is. It's kind of a a tough go. You gotta kind of budget your your time, and uh, you, a lot of it is just being persistent, being in the right place at the right time, knowing the right person, asking the right questions, just always being prepared because you never know who's going to be in the audience that night or if like I've gone up to like the comedy store and like 
someone had seen me and they go, well, we've had a comedian drop out. Can you do like a 15 minute? Yeah. And you got to be ready right then and there. Yeah. Otherwise, if you're not, then they kind of remember that step. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, a room like that, that you know, they, the best of the best have, have been up and down those halls. And it's just like a hallowed place. It's like the comedy store is like how the Opry is here in Nashville, really. Right. It's like um, everyone wants to play the store. I mean, Richard Pryor, uh, Sam Kennison, Andrew Dice Clay, um, all the big names have started there. I mean, Speech Impediment Man's been there. That's a huge name there. Well, there you go. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure Robin Robin Williams, Jim Carrey. I mean, you could name it just about anybody, really. Yep. Really awesome having on the podcast this week, Australian stand-up comedian Monty Franklin. Uh, born in Australia, now lives here in uh, the United States, in Los Angeles, California to be exact. He'll be bringing his comedy to Zanies Nashville Sunday, November 10th. A very funny guy. Check out his website, montyfranklin.com. A lot of funny stuff there. We discuss that, and when he's not headlining uh, tours all over the country, he is Rob Schneider's right-hand man, not only performing with him, but starring on Rob's Netflix show, Real Rob, and they're on deck to film a movie together in Australia starting in September of 2020. He'll be discussing that and a whole bunch of other stuff next, right here on the Josh Belcher Experience Podcast. Monty Franklin, first of all, thanks for being on the podcast here in Nashville. Uh, we're glad that you're coming uh, Sunday, November 10th to Zanies. And uh, yeah. like I said, I just wanted to, you know, recap about uh, going to your website and watching that reel to reel you've got. And you're sitting there with Jody Sweeten, who is like my, you know, my childhood crush. And you're just calling <laughs> Stephanie, <laughs> talking about Comet. And you're so serious. Dude, that is the funniest thing I think I've seen in forever. Uh, can you tell that us a little bit only, about that? Um... That was the only direction they gave me. They wanted me to improv, and they said, you're on a date with Jody Sweeten, but you <laughs> cannot get out of your head that you think that she's uh, Stephanie from Full House. So I keep calling her yeah. Stephanie. I keep getting it wrong. I ask her about Comet the dog. <laughs> yeah, I just um, went. It, I just kept uh, going, and it was, yeah. it was so much fun. My gosh. And then... And then you were talking about ordering drinks and like she had to go to rehab and all that. Oh my gosh, man! It's a, it's a wonder she she didn't like. I mean, you had to take like several takes of that because that was so funny. She um she I remember when I did it, we did three long takes and I I went for about ten fifteen minutes each take, uh-huh. and I just kept on. She kept a very straight face through it, but I made her break every time by saying the most <laughs> ridiculous stuff. I mean, they only picked out couple of minutes of it but it was like half an hour of yeah like just ridiculous stuff that i was doing it was brilliant because like i said i went over there to watch a little bit of it and i see you're sitting with her and i'm all like oh that's yeah that's her you know like i said grew up watching her as well and then you said stephanie man it just had me hooked that is the funniest thing i mean go to the monty (laughs) franklin website to the videos and everybody in the world needs to watch that national people especially uh and, and come to your show check you out uh, I had yeah, somebody yeah, um, um, ask me a question today, and I, and I wasn't going to ask you because I didn't even think about it. But coming to Nashville, okay, and this is going to sound so crazy. Are you friends with Keith Urban and Nicole Kidman? And if so, are you going to invite them to your show? 
Yeah, uh, Keith Urban is my uh, second cousin, and Nicole yeah. Kidman is my mum. So yeah, they're both going to come. Yeah. No, um, I get that when I go to Nashville. A lot of people do ask, and then they say, "You kind of look like Keith Urban," and I go, "I don't think I do. I just think you, we sound the same, and you've just gone well. They know each other." Yeah. Um, no, I uh, <laughs> I would like to say that I I did. Um, the only person I can say that I know in Nashville is uh, L King because it's Rob Schneider's daughter, and I know right her. On, yeah. So I'll Excellent. try. I'll uh, see if she'll come out to the um, show. I know oh, her sure. and her band. Um, I hung out with a little bit when I was there with Rob, so maybe they want to come back and see. I don't know. That's awesome. And I tell you, that young lady has some pipes, man. She can really carry a tune. She is unbelievably talented. She got on stage with Rob and Adam Sandler at a show and she sung um, Oh Darling, the Beatles song. And it was one of those moments where like, I stopped breathing because it was so incredible. I, I was like, just standing there going, oh my God. Yeah, she's unreal. <laughs> yeah, now, she's really um, fun too. Nice girl. Yeah, now does she get that singing skills from her dad? <laughs> well, Rob was a, um, he's a pretty decent singer. I don't think he's got the same pipes as Elle, but he... Yeah. He was an Elvis impersonator for years before he started on SNL. So he knows how to sing and carry a tune, yeah. <laughs> I think uh, I think her mum might have been musically inclined, though. I'm not really sure. Sure. Right on, and, and that's a perfect tie into this. Uh, you're, you're, you're with Rob Snyder all the time. You've got a movie coming up with him, right? Uh, what, uh, is that out yet, or what's the story with this? I heard something about a film in 2019. Yeah, we're um, we're actually shooting next year in Australia uh, in okay. September. So right um, we're just going through all the pre-production stuff now. This is a movie that Rob and I wrote together. Uh, it stems from a stand-up joke that that I have, and um, I won't go into too much detail about it. But it's a fun uh, story, a true historical story in the history of my country in Australia that right not on. a lot of people know about, and um, uh, it's going to be a really fun. Uh, action-packed, hilarious movie. So I'm really looking forward to getting stuck yeah. into it. I am as well. Like, uh, you know, I heard a little snippet about something like that coming up. And, like, um, you know, I was like, man, that's going to be on fire. I can't wait to see it and find out about it um, uh, whenever it comes out. But uh, it, now it's real, Rob. Is that is that on for a third season? I know you're a part of that. Uh, yeah, well, they're just uh, going through the motions of getting the third season up and running now. So, um one and two is on Netflix now, and uh, the third season will be will be coming. It's in the works. Just these things take time, but um, right definitely. And uh, yeah. that was a lot of fun being involved in that show. Yep, that's a great program. Um, another question, and like I said, I have ADHD, so I'm going to bounce. So if you'll forgive me. Um, uh, now, when you come to Middle Tennessee, uh, do you get to visit things like? Have you ever been to the Jack Daniels Distillery? I have not, but uh, that sounds like something that would be fun. Uh, I've, I've, I've spent a little time in Nashville uh, sort of going around. I, I had a friend take me to the, a barbecue place and stuff like that, but cool. I haven't been to the Jack Daniels place. Well, the reason I thought about this because, you know, um, this is crazy. I, I was going through Lynchburg today and and decided at random to Google Jack Daniels, like where he's buried, which is in the town. Oh, Okay. And as you get there to the cemetery, because they have where you can do all the touristy stuff, but it doesn't cost anything <laughs> to go to his grave. So I'm sitting there checking it out, and I notice that there are two um, there are two chairs, and they're bolted to the ground, and you can sit there with him. 
and they encourage you to sit and sip whiskey while you visit with him, but yet where his grave is at, the town where Jack Daniels is at is a dry county. So I always thought that was interesting. I don't know if you ever came through there. That would be something you definitely need to check out. <laughs> I like that they're encouraging <laughs> drinking in a place where it's illegal. Yeah, I just thought that was so bizarre. Like, I was like, man, that's just so crazy. And I know, you know, he's like argu- arguably next to like Elvis, the famous, the most famous Tennessean ever. And I was like, well, oh, yeah. that, you know, that's something you should definitely check out. Um, with that, let's go back to, you know, being from Australia. Uh, how, what made you decide that comedy is what you wanted to pursue and then move to America? Like, I mean, what happened there? Like, how did that all come about? Uh, I don't think I decided to pursue comedy. I think you just start doing it, and then you realize you've got no other skills, so you have to keep uh, <laughs> on a, just a career path with comedy. Yeah. But um, that was 15 years ago. I've been doing stand-ups uh, yeah, since I was 21. And um, the reason to move to America was, I know it sounds cliche, but the opportunities here are far, far greater than uh, anywhere anywhere I've lived. I've lived uh, around the world, but... Um, <laughs> America's uh, opportunities and the avenues that you can uh, pursue in a career of entertainment are, are vastly bigger than anywhere else. I mean, Australia is great and I love it. And uh, I, I've got a lot of great memories and friends and I still go back there and perform and everything like that. It's just a very small place. It's like being the, you know, the top of your game in Oklahoma. No one really gives a <laughs> shit. <you know? laughs> yeah. Or or like, uh, yeah, some little town here in Tennessee, like you got to be in Nazareth or something. But, yeah, I was just always curious because it's like, I mean, that's quite a stretch from there to here, and I, I was just curious more than anything. Um, wanted to promote, you've got the uh, your comedy album, Something Will Happen. You can stream that and, and purchase it online. Um, do you have any comedy specials, like anything on Netflix or something where somebody could watch before, uh, like anything online or anything like that? No, I'm working on a special now. But, um, right on. The only stuff online is really YouTube stuff, which I, I don't have much control over. So if you find yeah. something crap, um, I apologize. <laughs> yep. Everything I've seen is awesome so far. Well, hey, like I said, plug it one more time. Sunday, November 10th, Zanies Nashville, Monty Franklin. I'm going to be there. I hope everybody else is going to check it out too. Uh, thanks for your time. Safe travels. Um, you're hilarious. And uh, appreciate you being on the podcast. And can't wait to see you perform live. My next guest on the podcast is stand-up comedian Morgan Jay, who combines my two favorite things in the world, comedy and music. He was on NBC's Bring the Funny, where he serenaded Chrissy Teigen, of all people. He'll be coming to Zany's Nashville November 19th, and he's on deck next the Josh Belcher Experience Podcast. Uh, up, Morgan J, uh, really pumped to have you coming to Zany's Nashville uh, on 11-19. Uh, and uh, being in Music City, you're going to get a great welcome because uh, me personally and a lot of other people, there's two things I love. It's uh, music and comedy, and you mesh both of them perfectly. So thanks for taking the time to talk with me. I'm happy to be here. Thank you so much, man. Yeah, and another thing, just how you carry yourself and talk and watching you on, on you know your website and on social medias, which is your Instagram's kicking. I love it. You seem like you're approachable, like you'd be a good friend in real life. Do you get that a lot when you perform? Yeah, you know, I think um, one of the best uh, things of feedback I got after a show is, you know, people just feel like they're they're hanging out with me. And I think that's some of the – and that's, like, the, the best vibe you want. You know, I, I like uh, – when I'm performing, I, I like to have it nice and intimate. I like to put a warm kind of tone in the room. 
So, uh, you know, afterwards, sometimes when I put on shows myself, I like to greet people. I like to say bye to people. I want people to feel like they were a part of something uh, special that night, which is why also the crowd work is important too, you know? So yeah. we all make friends, you know what I mean? That's great. And, and you've got it down. And I just watched your Instagram uh, earlier and was literally, you know, laughing to my cheeks hurt. Uh, singing your order at McDonald's, dude, that's got to be a death. Oh, awesome yeah, that, that, uh, <laughs> I gotta say people love that. So I, I gotta, I guess I gotta do that again, like a Taco Bell and different places around, around the country, you know, different fast food places. Yeah. And that for sure. And then if you're, if you're wandering around downtown or something, you know, we're known for our national hot chicken. You need to go in there and oh, sing to some of them ladies, man. They would love it. I'll do that. I, I, I mean, I, I'm going to have to. I'm going to be in Nashville for a couple of days. So, uh, yeah. you know, I'm going to be hanging out, checking out the sites, you know. That's awesome. That's another thing I was going to bring up. Do you have you or do you collaborate with anybody from Nashville? Any, any of these musicians around here? Are you doing any mashups or anything? I I don't and I haven't yet, but maybe by the time I get out there, I could I could link up with some people on on uh, maybe Instagram or Twitter and maybe we could do some covers or something like that, you know. I hit some friends up in New York because I'm going to be out there too, but we'll see. Maybe some people in Nashville will come through. Very, very awesome. So, um, and and another thing, um, you know, you're a trained musician. Can you tell us about you? I mean, you have an educational background in music. Like, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, I played classical piano for 10 years. Um, I, I'll be honest with you, I couldn't really play now because I hated practicing. And, <laughs> really? um yeah, and, and then um, I was in, you know, choir in school, and I was all-state choir there. I took some voice lessons, and then I took some guitar lessons, and then I, I just play on my own, really. You know, I've been playing guitar now. I'm 32. I've been playing it for about 16 years. I would wow. say that uh, I'm pretty good at it. I'm I'm not like, you know, there's some people who are really exceptional at it, but I, I think for me, what I what I do well is uh, the impro improvising with my my vocals. Um, yeah. You know, if you if you play anything in the background, I could hop onto any chord progression, any anything you got going on. You know. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. that's uh, you know very very uh, necessary, especially around here. And then just you know, like you're engaging, you just make it awesome. But great voice you're on, right? I mean, it's smooth. You can carry a tune. You're not tone deaf, so that's a plus. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, speaking of being a guitar smith, like I said, what's your guitar choice? Do you, do you have a certain act you like to play with, or you just kind of go all over the place with that? Yeah, right now I'm repping and I'm I'm playing Cordoba, uh, yep. a line of classical guitars, uh, nylon strings, um, and I play with this one. It's it's like a, it's like a mid level. It's a C5 CE. It's it's pretty pretty standard, but it, it's a good one to just uh, fly around town with. I have a tinier half size guitar that I that I take on flights with me sometimes yeah. um, when I do like, you know, some smaller college gigs or something like that. Uh, you know, it, it sounds more or less the same, but it fits in the overhead. So they don't make me check it. You know, I hate checking right the guitar. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, the, the classical nylon string guitar is what I, that's what I like because I do a lot of finger picking. Yeah. And, and that's, that's really cool. That's one thing I like too, uh, the progressions and the stylings of the songs that you have, because uh, they're catchy. They're, they're, they're like, they're very groovy tunes. Um, yeah, you know, I th I think when it comes to writing comedy songs, I, I really approach it with uh, the, the, the like a songwriter's mentality. You know, I think of melody first, and then I'll think of lyrics and like the idea later. You know, so yeah, me, I'm a I'm a big fan of uh, bossa nova, old school R and B, which is why I like those major seventh chords, minor seventh chords, um, just to give something like warm. And then uh, once we have a hook, that's all you need. You're ready to go.
Yeah, you know? you're in there. Uh-huh. And uh, to me, I've always been intrigued by it, like, as far as the comedy goes. Because it's one thing to write a song that, like, hits your heart, you know, like, with emotion, like, with love or, or heartache or whatever. But to be able to write a song that makes people laugh, I mean, it, that's just a whole other talent in its own. Because you're not just telling the joke, you're you're putting rhythm to it. And to me, I really think that's a gift. And that's what drew me to your stylings and, and just had to have you on the podcast because I think you, you accomplish it very well. So good job on that. I appreciate that. Yeah, I really do. Thank you for saying that. Yeah, yes, sir. And another thing, um, you're already a comedy vet, and then of course you did the NBC Bring the Funny Hill Drone on I there, did. um, uh, and and did a great job. How did that affect your career? Did it like kind of like send it to another level, or, or what happened with that? Yeah, you know, it it affected me in a couple ways. I, I think per- performance wise, it kind of moved the bar for me as far as what I'm will what I'm able to deal with. As far as like you know how there's a time when you're you're an artist and you're working and some shows you get nervous about performing on, and yeah. so after doing this TV show and you know singing to Chrissy Teigen looking her right in her eyes, yeah. you know I was very anxious. You know I was very nervous about that. Um, but then when I finished the show, uh, you know it, it 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 gave me so much more confidence as a performer. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, so that 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 in that one way it leveled up. As far as you know, career wise, I mean, I, you know, I got verified on social media. I got a couple yep. people. I, you know, I got a couple fans. Uh, definitely growing my fan base. It's, it's small, but it's growing, and I and I think it's a strong fan base. Like, you know, singing to Chrissy Teigen, which is, I mean, she was on the cover of like Sports Illustrated swimsuit right. model. I mean, that's just that's got to be a big confidence booster to be able to nail that. Um, and you're talking oh, about. You're, the, the, yeah, go ahead. yeah, the Chrissy, the Chrissy Teigen bump. I was hoping to get one good minute with her, which I'm sure a lot of fellas, you know, probably think. <laughs> but, uh, I just needed one good minute alone, alone or in front of a national audience with her, yeah, um, to make something happen, and uh, it worked out for sure. Yeah, um, and like I said, you're talking about uh, your your following, which is a cult following to start out with, is actually more genuine and authentic than like the masses, which is you've got that going for you. My next question was, do you do you get stopped? Do you get noticed now, like uh, in the grocery stores? Do you get like paparazzi on you? You got that going now. <laughs> no paparazzi, but I definitely have had people stop me. I was in um, Chattanooga, Tennessee, a couple weeks ago, uh-huh. and I was at a I was at a diner, and there was uh, there was a girl who, I guess she was walking by. She must have been a teenager. She must have been like eighteen or nineteen, and she saw me, and she was like, "Oh my God, are you Morgan? Do you yeah. even believe that I was in?" I guess that I was would be in Chattanooga, you know what yeah. I mean? And um, yeah, we took a photo together. It was, it was really sweet. Um, you know, it, it's it's a uh, it's a cool it's a cool experience, you know. And then and then I have people. I think after the first episode aired, I was headlining a show um, in Covina, California, which is about an hour outside of LA. And this woman came pretty far to see me. And when I got on stage, she got real excited. She must have been she was sixty. And I was just so surprised. I was like, I was so surprised because my audience range is very, it's a very eclectic mix of people because I kind of hit a lot of different types of age ranges and, you know, all those like all the races, genders, all that type of thing. So, yeah. um, it's good and it, you know it's 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 also nice, you know because on my Instagram, we got some ladies sliding into the DM, you know, saying some, <laughs> you know, coming coming through, coming through for your boy Morgan. Yeah. I'm just saying, it's not too bad. <laughs> So uh, it's been good. It's been good. I'm just kind of excited to see where it goes from here. Yeah, hey, man. And like I said, and 
and you you just appeal to the masses because you have a genuine, authentic, uh, like likability about you, and nothing but great things in your future. Can't wait to see you in Nashville. And hey, thanks for taking the time to talk to me, my brother. Thank you for talking to me. Next up on the podcast, local magician Stephen Bargazzi is bringing his show to Zany's Nashville on Wednesday, November 27th. Full-time magic. He's an internationally acclaimed magician, comedian, and motivational speaker with over 25 years of stage experience. Super awesome guy, very pleasant to talk to. Really enjoyed having him on the Josh Belcher experience. It's coming up next. Here you go. Right, Stephen Bargazzi, uh, magician extraordinaire, Nashville <laughs> native on the podcast. Thank you for speaking with me today, sir. Hi, buddy. Gosh, my pleasure to be there, be yeah, here, just, wherever we are. Yeah, really excited to have been uh, seeing your shows. You come highly regarded. And uh, living in Nashville, got a performance at Zany's November 27th. Uh, tell us a little bit about it. Well, it's just, uh, I, I don't know, sometimes I think Brian just, uh, Brian Dorfman, the, the manager of guy who owns uh, Zanies and them, he's been after to get me to come back. I did comedy clubs a lot in the late 70s, early 80s when it was first kind of starting, and then I just kind of been working everywhere my whole life, and I kind of walked away from the actual comedy clubs and hadn't uh-huh. done them in for a long time. And then uh, my son, Nate Bargetsy, was doing some stuff up there, and I opened up for him a couple of times just because it was always fun to work with him. And yeah. uh, Brian saw it, and he, he goes, man, we got to get you for the whole show. And So I did one, and it was very successful, and uh, we sold it out, and now here we are doing another one. Yeah, that's awesome. And I, you, know, you know, watching the YouTube and everything, because you, you do comedy as well as magic, and and really funny guy. Like, you know, I was watching you up there uh, mingling with Dick Buckus, and that just really had me tickled before I got on the phone with you. Oh, yeah, that was a great time. That was out in Arizona, and uh, none of that was set up. None of it was rehearsed. It was just uh, kind of all on the spot and stuff. It was a funny guy that guy was. Yeah, and uh, and I know you do a lot of stuff with the kids, you know, TSSAA and everything. Is that is that really your passion is being involved with young people? Yeah, you know what? It's a passion, but it's also uh, yeah, it's my it's my giving back and stuff. I was a I had a lot of trouble. I was a troubled kid and everything, and I had some a lot of people people here in Nashville that really reached out and helped me. One being my cousin Ron Bargetsy, who was a coach at Vanderbilt University at the while, and he came and kind of bailed me out and brought me to his house, and I got to see what a regular normal family should be like, and and. So this gives me a chance to be able to get in front of kids that might be having tough times and mm-hmm. went through some tough things, but it was just share my story with them. And, of course, the magic just earns the right to be heard. And uh, yeah. so t- t- I've been doing that for almost 18 years now with Tito AA. That is too cool. Yeah, so that explains the love for the Anchor Down, the Vanderbilt Commodores. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really by uh, – he took me in, and we were always Commodores there. And then my wife uh, – Worked there in the in the uh, sports department for almost about eight years, so we went to everything Vanderbilt, and so we definitely we grew up that way. That's cool. So so we know when they finally win a national championship, who their diehard fans truly that's are. That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, uh, you know, speaking of all that and everything, I understand. You know, you're talking about your son Nate and everything. Uh, Kurt Wood Smith's going to be playing you on TV. What do you, what do you think about that process <laughs> and all that? Yeah, you know, I didn't know a lot about him. Uh, 
some reason, not anything, but I've done a lot of stuff and looked at him and things like that. Seems like a really funny guy, and that'll be great. Yeah. Yeah. Is he is he uh, contacted you for pointers and everything on how uh, to do uh, himself? No, nope, nothing's gone that far or anything like that. He's just off and, uh, getting it all from Nathan, I guess. I got you. Yeah, because he, you know, he did a whole special about getting yelled at by a clown. I'm assuming that's <laughs> you in the picture with him, isn't it? That is me. Yes, sir. So, so you, you were a clown first, or, or were you always? Yeah, a yeah, clown yeah, yeah. No, uh, I, uh, my, my mentor, the guy who taught me magic, was here from Nashville. His name was Tom Hart. He was a teacher at McGarrick. But he was also Ronald McDonald. And so if you look at that clown's face, it's a lot <laughs> like Ronald McDonald. And so and I, I had I got speech problems now, but I had really bad kind of speech problems when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And uh, I found out that being a clown, it was okay to talk funny. Yeah. And uh, so I started off as a clown. I worked at Opryland as a clown, and I guess that's where all Nathan's material comes from. And yeah. uh, so, but uh, <laughs> after about eight or nine years, I thought I need to take this makeup off. And, see if I can be funny without it. Well, you said, you know, speech problems, and, and I'm from Middle, Middle Tennessee, and, and you know, you, you sound clearer than most of the people we're accustomed to talking to. <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's great. I had a lot of good speech therapists, though, but yeah, yeah, that's, that sounds fine. Yeah, well, you know, just, just from, you know, observing you and everything, looking forward to your show, you've got an awesome heart, and you got a great, uh, you know, crowd approachability and a likeness to you, and I'm just... Really excited to watch you perform. Uh, I've never, I've never really seen a true magician, so this is going to be a great thrill for me. All right, well, let's see what we're talking. This will be exciting. My uh, grandson, uh, Caleb Glenn, is going to do a little spot. He did a spot for Nathan the cool. last time Nathan was at Zany's, and so he was real excited and thinks this is what he wants to do for a living. So we're making him get back up there. So he'll do about two, he'll do about three, four minutes, something like that. Uh, and, uh, so it'll be good for him. I'm yeah. also going to have Jason Michaels, which is a very fine magician, guy who works out House of Cards, and he's been he's a he's in a loserness. So really, he's you know I do funny goofy stuff. He does like I don't know how he does kind of stuff. I mean, he does really the serious kind of magic, but he's working on being funny, and he always has. And he and <laughs> so I'm looking forward to see what he does. And another guy named Eli Williams, and uh, I he's he's a comedian and uh, magician's magician we just all like watching you know he makes everybody laugh and so we're just we're going to see if he can make the real public laugh instead of just us guys who's in the business that's awesome and this is all going down here really really soon and hey uh god bless you mr Bargetti. all right buddy thank you and safe travels have a good one thanks for man giving me the chance being your podcast it's a pleasure all right have a good one yes sir bye-bye And that wraps up another fun-filled edition of the Josh Belcher Experience Podcast. In honor of DC's brand new movie, the Jokers are truly running wild on this one. Had a long list of comedians, but first off the bat, I want to thank musician Alyssa Lynn, who is an excellent songwriter. It's probably going to be the new Taylor Swift, or the next Taylor Swift-esque songwriter, I should say, in country music. Very talented young lady, talking about some stuff she's got going on. We had Jeff Pines, a.k.a. Speech Impediment Man, from the Howard Stern Show. He and I went down memory lane as we used to do a little bit of comedy together. A 
comedians Monty Franklin, Morgan J, local Nashville magician slash comedian Stephen Bargazzi was kind enough to lend some of his time. So thanks to all my guests this week. I truly love doing my little podcast. And if you know anybody you think would be a good guest, have them hit me up, please, at joshbelcher at hotmail.com. And remember, everybody, I love you for you and where you are in your own place and time in life. Uh, Be careful out there. Thank you very much, and we'll catch you next time. All right, have a great week. Bye-bye.